audio check. Hello, everyone. This is RX Radio. I'm your host, Richard Waith. This is volume two of OMG Pharmacy. So I have my co-host for this series, Dr. Lori Ingwaith. Welcome back. <laughs> Not on paper. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? No, no, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Hanging in there. We did a lot of housework today. So this is Sunday, which it's, this is Sunday around the second to third week of August. So some pharmacy students are going back to school. People that are working in community pharmacies are gearing up for flu shot season. People in the hospital, it's just like another day, right? <laughs> for you guys? Lori well, works in the hospital. She's a staff pharmacist at a hospital. So is it just a normal day for you guys? Um, for third now. Third week of August? I think that what's going to start happening since we're entering flu season, it's busy season. I mean, that's across the board for everybody. Mm, okay. So although my mother picked up an antibiotic recently at one of our local pharmacies and she was asked if she would like to get her flu shot. Mm. So it's it's happening. Yeah. All right. So as the same thing as last episode, we're going to read stories and, you know, get some enlightenment, some comedy, some fear, uh, some fear. Yeah, maybe fear. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and we're just going to read through some of these stories and uh, see what and see like how it goes. So so OMG Pharmacy, volume two. Let's jump into it. Yes. All right. Oh, first, actually, before I start, sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everyone that submitted stories on the OMG Pharmacy um, Google link. I'm going to include the, that link in the show notes if you want to submit your stories. Um, I'll also repost them on all the social media platforms. So if you do want to submit some stories, um, I'll keep posting that link out so people can continue to contribute and we can continue to get some entertainment out of this. So, all right, first story. Story reads, when I was just a year out of pharmacy school and working at a discount superstore, a lady every bit of 70 years old comes to my pharmacy window and asks me, if I have anything for itching, I probably walked her to the aisle with the Benadryl and hydrocortisone cream and explained these would help. Next, she states, it's an itch down there, pointing to her private region. So calmly, I said, sure, and moved to the feminine hygiene aisle and selected an appropriate product for her unpleasantness issue. Next, she asks, do you think hair dye would cause that? I just said it might and left, and left it at that. But I would like to thank her because she has given me a story I have retold for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So hair dye is apparently some potential irritation causing. Well, what I'm thinking is that in my future, no, well, in any anybody's future, if, you know, the stakes are so high where you would need to consider dying that region. Yeah. Have some Benadryl handy just in case, <laughs> or or in that case, a different product that would be appropriate for that area. So I'm sure she was super appreciative of all the recommendations. Yeah. Okay, next story. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> Patient comes to the consultation window and requests to speak to the pharmacist. I noticed that around her inner elbow, all the way to her forearm, looks like she dumped acid on herself. Oh my god. The pharmacist starts the consultation and the patient asks what will cure this, pointing to the burn. She had aloe vera burn relief as a cream and a topical. 
The pharmacist said, girl, I don't know what you got, but you need to go see you need to go see someone to get that checked out. Patient says, why don't you do your job and check me out? We saw an e-prescribe come over about an hour later for. What is SF? We saw an east. We saw an e-prescription come over in about an hour later for SF from urgent care, but never picked it up. Guess the aloe vera worked. <laughs> That's really crazy. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like a lot of times p- patients like blame us, you know, because we can't provide an actual treatment because something they have is so serious. But yeah. yet they come to the pharmacy thinking that we have all the answers at all times for everything. I know. And it's such a double edged sword, too, because they think it's like they think we have all the answers and we have so many. We do have so many answers, but at the same time, it's almost like they take the part that we do. We can't help them with for granted and that, you know, when you give a recommendation to escalate things, to, to go see urgent care, to, the, to your physician, it's like you're not doing your job. It's like, lady or sir, I'm doing my job by making this recommendation so that you don't get more, so things don't get worse. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I really wonder what caused that burn. Hmm. Nice on the aloe vera, though. Yeah, solid. <laughs> So I have a story. Um, this is a personal story that happened to me once. Um, and I think y- you were you probably have heard about this, obviously, because I think we were t- we were um, together when this happened to me. But I think this was my I was starting a new store and this was I was working at a Target pharmacy down in Miami. And the, f- the way that the pharmacy works is there's a side door. And this is how a lot of pharmacies work. But I just want to make sure I set the stage. There's a side door. Uh, that you get into the pharmacy and then from there you open the gate from the inside, right? So you can't open the gate from from the outside. So you have to get in the pharmacy. So, uh, and the pharmacy has one of those auto locking doors, right? Mm -hmm. So I go into the pharmacy one morning, I put the keys on the counter and I, and I, and it was, I went in early and I, so I haven't opened the gate and I walk back out um, of the pharmacy without the key, lock myself out of the pharmacy. Oh my goodness. And that was the floater key. Like, oh shoot. <laughs> and uh the manager, they there was no partner, so only a manager had the key. And she was like somewhere really far. And I immediately went into a panic, obviously. And I could and like, but somehow we were able to, which which I think was like um a potential flaw in like their system, like in, in their way their security system is. But uh, there was a master key that can actually remove the lock from the mm. pharmacy. So I basically had to break back into the pharmacy. <laughs> Easily. To, yeah. And it was, which was, which it took a while because we, we didn't, I didn't know what to do. Like I called the manager and like, you know, a bunch of stuff, but I, a solid panic for like 30 minutes some morning that I'm like going to the store to like, um, and I was trying, I think I was trying to become like, like the, I wanted to be this, this partner at that store, you know, it's just like immediately start off on the wrong foot, <laughs> by like locking myself out of the pharmacy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I had to break it. I had to break into the freaking pharmacy. Wow. I don't ever remember you telling me that. I, I might've been too, like, too scared to tell you. <laughs> like I locked myself out cause I'm stupid. <laughs> no. It's not because you're stupid. You just missed, <laughs> you know what? Lessons like that are learned the hard way. I bet you never locked yourself out of a pharmacy again. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I remember 
clearly doing after that was getting some form of like attachment device where the key never left, like it never left my body, mm-hmm. basically. Like mm-hmm. and it was always attached to my belt somehow. Yeah. So I oh, never I put that. I never yeah. put keys on the counter um, and just leave it. Uh, if I took the key off of my belt, it was to open something. And if mm-hmm. not, I put it back in my belt or I put it in the lockbox for the, you know, um, for the pharmacy or whatever. But yeah, that was that was a solid lesson I learned. You know, and I feel like you're bringing up such a good point because, I mean, I think to myself, it's like you don't want to forget your keys, obviously, like at home or something like that. But you you almost have to find the balance of keeping your keys as accessible as possible, but also secure so that, you know, people can't take them from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Well, it just, it, it makes me remember the way I had my keys, like my, my store keys. Um, it, like it was kind of a bad situation because I would keep them also with my car keys and my house keys. And the reason why I did that was so I wouldn't forget the keys and it was on like this, I, it, I have it on a Mickey key, like a Mickey waffle keychain. So it was an absurdly large keychain. So I knew that I would always know if it was in my pocket or not. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like if you misplace it, you lose all of those keys. Yeah. yeah and just in general, I think it's not recommended that you put the pharmacy key, like your store keys with other keys. Yeah. I, w- I just because I remember I remember literally people getting fired I literally remember people getting fired for not like losing a key or something like that. That was always like my biggest fear was like losing a pharmacy key. Oh, yeah. And you would always hear those stories. Yeah. So that stuff. And then, you know, putting but but sometimes it's like putting them with other keys is good because mm-hmm. it's like you usually won't lose your other keys, but you might lose some loose random keys. So like, yeah. there's two strategies there that you have to consider. But think, come up with some strategy for your key because your key is important if you're well, working in the community. OK. Too. And side note. Another uh, so here's a story, and I forget if this if you told me this if I I heard this through the grapevine from someone, but there was pharmacist going home. She goes to the gas station, and her keys, her pharmacy keys, are in her purse. She leaves her purse on the passenger side of the car. The car gets the car is opened while she's pumping gas. They steal her purse, thus they steal the pharmacy keys. Wow. So, yeah. lesson, again, lesson learned hard. Just keep your keys close. Yeah. Your enemy's closer. I'm just kidding. Okay. That's why I married <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. My nemesis. So here's a story from Twitter. Someone sent me a direct message on Twitter from this story. And what sucks about this particular story is that there's a, there's like physical, I have a picture of a part of like the story, part of a part of the story. But I obviously people that are listening can't see that picture, but I will post this on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook um, and reference it. So if anyone wants to actually go see what this patient wrote in a note, but um, but I'm going to go through the story. Okay, so this is a two part. So the story happens in two different parts. So in the first part is in the middle of October of 2016, we had a woman come in and wanted to pick up her diazepam. I checked her ID and I put her info into the computer. It was $14 and some change. That was the copay. She wanted to pay by check, so fine, no problem. I went to process her check and it was denied. I explained to her that the check was denied and asked if she had another way to pay. She got mad and said no. I told her that we keep uh, prescriptions filled for ten days, so when she had the money to purchase it, she can um, it'll still she can still come back and it'll be ready and waiting. 
So I attempted to give her back the check. It was blank because the check had never processed. She kept mumbling on how um, the pharmacy had looked into her bank account before. And she talked to the bank manager about it. And like she basically talked to the bank manager that said the pharmacy was like looking into her bank account information. (laughs) And then the bank told her that that's illegal. And then she got huffy and said, well, since it's no good, then you keep it. I don't that's a, a very paranoid individual, probably with her banking and stuff like that. But um, anyway, she marches off. So she we obviously the, the pharmacy says that um, I obviously can't just throw the check in the trash with all her personal information on it. So I stick it through the shredder. Not five minutes later, um, the customer service manager comes over and asks what just happened because an angry customer wants her check back. Jesus, that sucks. Oh, my goodness. Don't shred things like that important. Just a side note for people um, like prescript like prescriptions, you know, important documents. I would keep them for like a week sometimes Honestly, just in case if if in this situation and I don't know how the story ends. But in this situation, I would have probably done the exact same thing this person does because I want to shred it as soon as possible. So I don't forget to shred it. Because it's somebody's literally somebody's check. Yeah, I, I would if so. It, what sucks is, is like if you're the manager, store manager there, you can safely keep it in a place that you would know. But if you're floating somewhere, I would maybe leave a note and leave a situation of what happened because of this exact reason of like, oh, like it's only been an hour, but I just shredded your check. I think my instincts of being like a good person and I'm like, OK, lady, you you want me to keep it? I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to shred it because I care about your personal information. I would have done it immediately thinking that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I, I would just, in, cause so hold it, your criticism. Yeah. But I've seen, I've personally had experiences where people asked me to shred things and then came back later and wanted it back. So, and because of that, I think there's like, there, you should give yourself like some sort of grace period to let patients actually think about what their decision action. they just made. Oh. So anyway, all right, let me continue with the story. So after, she said that she wanted her check back after we had um, shredded it. I explained what went down to the customer service manager. Um, the customer service manager then went back up front. Customer then comes back to the pharmacy demanding her check and her medicine. At this point, our pharmacist comes up front and says, due to privacy concerns, we shredded your check, which is valid. I mean, it's not to say you did the wrong thing. It's just, you know, you're just in an issue now. Yeah. But, the, but the pharmacist said that because of privacy concerns, we shredded your check when you refuse to take it back. And we will gladly give you your medicine as soon as you pay for it. She responds, the patient responds, well, you're not getting my money until you give me my diazepam. The pharmacist responds, you need to pay for it first, but your check was declined. She then goes on to say that she's spoken to our store manager and our pharmacist is fired. This is at 8.30 at night. Our store manager was long gone and the pharmacy manager wasn't working that day. Anywho, Said lady resurfaced um, December 10th, which now, oh, so that's from October. So a couple months later, the patient uh, comes back. She sent, however, this time she sent some guy in to pick up her medication. He didn't have her date of birth, but he did have this gem, which is the gem that the picture that um, the person that sent in the source submitted. So I'm going to read through what that picture is. It's basically a note. So the patient sent someone to pick up the, the prescription with a note from her to the pharmacy. And that note reads, Dear Pharmacy, I am sending in, uh, you know, this person to pick up my prescription. The prescription is diazepam. The dosage is five milligrams, 60 quantity. Would you please tell Dr. 
something to lower his price. So I guess, would you please tell the pharmacist to lower his price? The price of the prescription is $1.42. Thank you. P.S. This is legit. Like this is on this note here. P.S. It helps my nerve damage. Please tell the pharmacy staff not to eat the medications. Thank you. <laughs> my goodness. She said, don't eat the medications. And then there's a there's a footnote that says, one, this patient is not an artist in any capacity. Two, it was actually December 10th, not the 17th. Three, oh, <laughs> because the patient, the date of the of the thing is is December 17th. But it was when, only the 10th. When it was the 10th. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. And then um, the price of the RX was not a dollar forty-two, and we do not snack on the diazepam. <laughs> so that was a long story, but I thought it was hilarious. That's super funny. Yeah, oh, a lot my of lessons gosh. in there too. Yeah. Well, and back to the check. Just back, <laughs> back to the check. I probably after that situation, I probably would have been in going forward. Okay, if this is they want to keep this, then whatever. I'm just going to. Even if they walk off, I'm just going to hold it on, hold on to it just for a little bit. Um, now, as far as the patient goes, she is she's a she's a gem. Not just that note, but her. She's a gem yeah. of a patient. <laughs> All right. So these next couple are, are going to be short and then we're going to go into a longer one. All right. So uh, this one was also submitted uh, through email, actually. Uh, someone sh- shot me an email with the story. True story. When I started in pharmacy a million years ago, a patient called asking if it was okay for them to eat. Puzzled, I started asking questions to get to the root of everything. Apparently, they were dispensed an original bottle of medication. Inside, there was a desiccant, which of course said, do not eat. The patient took this to mean that she should not eat anything and had not for at least a whole day. Wow. Now that's a compliant patient. Yeah. I mean, she's following directions. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? Like, I mean, how that's super vague, like a, a cryptic message in like the bottle in saying, bottle. do not eat. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, what does that mean? Do not eat before I take this medication. <laughs> you know, don't eat directly after or don't eat because you got all the way to the bottom of it. And now you can't eat anymore. Yeah. And I think there's a great lesson in this. And it's, I mean, obviously it's, it's funny, like, uh, like, just on the surface, but there's a great lesson in this about us being the gateway for healthcare literacy mm-hmm. and kind of putting things in such a way where we can we can kind of gauge who, who we're talking to and put things so that they can really understand what the best way to take their medications are. But that's go lady or sir yeah. for following their directions it <laughs> left say, in the bottle. It should say on there, which I get it because it's probably small and you know you can't fit it, but it should say do not eat this desiccant because you never know who's taking that context. Yeah, but then you figure this person probably has gotten like a new pair of sh- like sneakers and which also has a desiccant in it that says do not eat. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, but your sneakers, you're, you're way less like attentive to what's going on with your sneakers, but you're, you're taking a, a potentially dangerous medication yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like you're more attentive. It's like, all right, what the hell is this that I'm about to engage in instead of putting on a pair of sneakers? Anyway, uh, speaking of compliance, uh, here's another story. Very short. Patient came in to refill to get a refill for her birth control after picking it up a week ago. Turns out she was taking the pill after every time she had intercourse. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
Wow. That is. Got to make sure people know how to take their, their birth control. Good for her on her cardiovascular health. Yeah. But you got to. And it's it just it's just crazy because you never want to assume someone doesn't know how to do something or doesn't have that education. But in reality, I mean, if someone's picking up their birth control for the first time, I mean, you got to you got to counsel them to how to take it once a day. Yeah. I mean, every day. The and that's only the, one only one tablet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, though, and I feel like it puts us in such a difficult situation because it's it's like a it's like a even though that was a short story, I feel like there's multiple layers of things to consider here. One, where you know they there's there's the question: Do you need pharmacist counseling that they can either select yes or no to? Most people put no. I don't need pharmacist counseling, even on a first fill. And even though a lot of pharmacy systems have like first fill on it, the, that can still be the interaction at the register, let's say. Yeah. All right. And so even if it did say take one tablet once a day, like if this person refused to have or didn't declined counseling, then it's, you know, it's so easy to say, oh, it's a new medication. We have to counsel them. It's so easy to say that. But it's like that's not a reality yeah. at all. All right. I'm going to say this is this is a long story, so I'm going, to, I'm going to call this to be the last story. One night in Pittsburgh, I had to use the restroom 15 minutes before the end of my shift. Our bathrooms are locked, so I key in the code and notice the big stall is closed. So I go into the little one. As I bent down, I noticed that on the floor in the big stall next to me is a bare butt. Someone laying face down on the floor. Oh, my God. I quickly ask if she's okay, and I try to get her attention with no response. I wiggle the big stall's door open and notice that she's not breathing, and she must have collapsed onto the floor after peeing, and her pants were around her ankles. Because she was a bigger lady, I run to get help from the pharmacist and the manager, and I start to dial 911. I grab Narcan in the pharmacy, and I ran back to the woman. Long story short, we administered Narcan once in the nose, and she started snorting, so she was able to kind of breathe again. When the paramedics got there, they administered an additional dose intramuscularly. After that, she woke up and was able to walk out of the store, but with her pants on. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Like, what if somebody didn't, what if the pharmacy closed and like a pharmacy person wasn't there before, Yeah. you know, the, the, the bathroom got cleaned maybe later that night? That's crazy. And like, who knows how long she was there for, you know? Yeah, true. I guess you, you mean the cameras can tell, but who knows? It's it's just so, some people are just so lucky to be, you know, that if that person didn't walk in there to go to the bathroom, yeah. you, who knows what would have happened. I wonder if like some pharmacists, depending on where they're, you know, where they're living, if it just makes sense to have the Narcan on their persons. Hmm. Maybe. Because, like, I mean, there's some high-risk areas, you know, that might warrant that to keep that on you. Yeah, true. I, f I feel like every household should have Narcan. Every household? Yeah. We have no opioids in our house. I know, but I don't know. What if, like, someone had to have surgery or something happened and we needed it? What are we going to do if we need it? We have we to call 911. <laughs> and then how long is that going to take to get there? We can get it with a prescription. No, I don't think you even need a prescription anymore to get it. But still, it's just still a lot of like there's extra work that needs to be done. I feel like it's the same thing of having like an EpiPen. Yeah. 
I feel like an EpiPen is more understandable. <laughs> okay, maybe than, it's too far. Okay. <laughs> I just want people to be safe. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and we appreciate you for that. I don't know. I just want people to be safe. Yeah. Have Narcan. But that is one heck of a way to to close out volume two because that's, that's yeah, incredible. that's crazy. So that story was submitted by Catherine on Instagram. Her at handle is uh, C.P as in Paul, F as in Frank, E, N as in Nancy, D, and as a Nancy ER. Thanks, Catherine, for that submission. Really appreciate it. All right. So that is it for OMG Pharmacy Volume 2. Uh, don't forget to submit your crazy or funny stories for it to be read on the show. Let us know. It could be anonymous or you can let us know if you want a shout out on here. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Make sure to connect on any of your favorite social media platforms. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.